Okay, let's get started. Today's daf is daf Samach Vav 66 in Maseches Nazir. Hashem, we're going to finish the Masechta today. And we are picking up, really, the last words of Samach Hayamud Beis. So we're going to have three parts in today's sugya. Three parts is, first point we're going to learn is going to be the conclusion of the last Mishnah, showing the two items that in regards to an established Zav are going to be taken stringently versus a Zav that was not established. Two of the three, really, we mentioned one. Uh, three yesterday in the Mishnah. We're going to discuss two of them today. Uh, we'll clarify what those are. We'll move on to a Mishnah that discusses if Shmuel was a Nazir, not a Machlokes, Shmuel a Navi. And then we'll move on to the end of the Masech, the last, very, very last points, which are in regards to making brachas. What's more superior? Is it the one who makes the bracha or the one who answers Amen? And the final thing is really a drasha that we'll say about Talmud Chacham increasing peace in the world. But that's really tied into the last point. So let's get started. Onso Visveko. So just a quick background here. We said in the Mishnah yesterday that somebody, there's an individual who could become Tameh who's called a Zav. Now a Zav is a fellow who had two emissions from his genitals. Now it's very important to note this, is that the emission that a Zav experiences is not the same as semen. It's a different sort of emission. As Hashem, we get to learning Mishnayis, Zavim, we'll discuss more in detail what that is. But it's an obser- observable distinction. There's, there's a clear dif- distinction between regular Shechva Zera, or what you'd call Keri, and Ziva. There's two, they're two different things completely. So, um, based on that, we said in the Mishnah that if somebody... <clears throat> has not yet become a full-blown Zav, meaning he hasn't yet experienced two Ziva emissions. So therefore, in certain ways, we're going to be lenient because we haven't yet established him as being a Zav. But once we establish him as being a Zav, we're Machmir, and the Mishnah lists three different ways that we're going to be strict on this fellow. Because now that he has Cheskas Zav, he has Cheskas Tuma, we're Machmir in other ways on this fellow too. So just quickly to recap the first one, we said onso. The first one's onso. The first two times he has a seminal emission, a, a ziva emission, excuse me. If he experiences that ziva emission and we're able to assume that it was because of some outside causation, but not necessarily because he is a zav, we say seven different ways. Did he eat something? Did he drink something? Etc. in the Mishnah. We can be lenient and say this will not be treated like a full-blown, a full-blown zav. But once he's already experienced two ziva emissions, if the third one occurs, we're not going to try to say, well, perhaps it's because of some alternative factor. He's going to be Tameh as a three times up, which is more serious because now he has to bring a carbon. Now it will negate his seven clean days if he was counting, regardless if it was an onus or not an onus, meaning if there was some outside external factor that caused it or not. Now, the other two ways that were machmir is visfeko v'shech vazaro. Gemara wants to know, what does Sveiko mean? His, we're going to be machmir on a suffake. What do you mean on a suffake once he's had two experience, two, two, uh, shikh, two, two ziva emissions? So let's see this inside. Top of Samaf Pavmad Aleph. don't say that we're going to be machmir if it's a suffake chaza, suffake loy chaza. We're not going to be machmir if it's a suffake altogether if he experienced ziva. Meaning, if... The, the scenario where he's completely misupic, it's a total suffix, if he had a ziva emission, a third ziva emission, that's not the scenario we're talking about. Actually, over there, we'll be lenient. 
And we're not going to treat that with the chumrah, with the severity of a third ziva emission. It won't negate his seven days. We're not going to treat that with severity. Rather, what's the case of the Mishnah? Where we're treating Sveiko, his suffix with severity. That's for sure he had some sort of an emission. That's not the question. But it's a suffix machmas shich vazera, suffix machmas re'iyah. It's a suffix if the emission that he experienced was shich vazera, suffix if it was actually ziva. Now, what does it mean? So let me just explain this outside for a minute. The Allah is as follows. In general, if somebody experiences a emission of some sort, right, not if he's already experienced two ziva emissions, but he just experiences a nor- uh, an ordinary emission sometime, right? If it's a combination of shikva zera and ziva, again, two different types of emissions, but it's in one, so the halach is going to be, if this really occurred during the days that he was counting to be clean, we're going to assume, for, we're going to assume in general, this is only going to take away perhaps one day of his seven-day clean count. It won't be an issue. It means we're going to be lenient in general. However, in a scenario where this fellow already experienced two ziva emissions, in such a scenario, he's already determined to be a Tomei person as a Zav. Therefore, if he experiences some sort of an emission, and we find stains that reflect ziva and stains that reflect shikhvazera, we're not going to be lenient and say, because it's a mixture, we can assume to be lenient and he's only going to lose one day. Rather, what we're going to say is, all of his shivanakim are going to be negated, and he'll have to start the shivanakim count again. And let's read that inside. Kivan shenizkak lituma, since he's already become connected with Tuma, he's already become involved in Tuma, i.e. two Ziva emissions. Sveiko Tame, so now that we have a suffix, was this an emission that was entirely, means was it two separate emissions and one of them was entirely Ziva, thus negating his seven days, or perhaps this was really a Shechvazera Ziva mixed together and he shouldn't negate seven days. We're going to be Machmir, assuming that it was an entirely Ziva emission by itself, and we're going to have to say he loses all seven days of the count that he's done already. Okay, Sheikh Vazaro Metatemea. Now, we said in the Mishnah, in a scenario, last, last daf. Huh? Last daf. Are you still on the Zazir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last uh, daf, last daf. Uh, you didn't miss anything, don't worry. So, Sheikh Vazaro, what's that? No, no, tomorrow. Sheikh Vazaro, so we said in the Mishnah, we said that the seminal emission, now this Sheikh Vazaro is the regular emission, seminal emission of a two times Zav is going to be Tame. Now, the Gemara wants to know, what do you mean the shikva zera of a zav is tame? It means it seems to be a conveys tuma, it's severe. But what does that refer to? What does that be? Man, again, we're contrasting <coughs> where he hasn't yet, right, he hasn't yet, where he hasn't yet had two emissions, so apparently a shikva zera will not be metame. Where he has two emissions, it's more severe, he's already a full-blown zav, his shikva zera, again, his ordinary semen will be metame. So what's the case? We have three options here. So Lamai, the Gemara says, well, in regards to what, will the Sheikh Vazera of Azav be metameh? If it means that if somebody touches the Sheikh Vazera of a Zav, again, the regular semen of a Zav, that person becomes tameh, is it any worse? Is it any better? I mean, is it any less significant than the Sheikh Vazera of a Torah person? The Sheikh Vazera, the semen of a, of a Torah person, conveys Tumah. So to say that if he's a two times of it also conveys Tumah, there's no Chiddush inherent in saying that. That's not a Chiddush. Ella, the Gemara says, Zara shall Zav, Metama So the second attempt, the Gemara says, is like this. Perhaps 
unlike an ordinary person who experiences some sort of a Sheikh Vazera mission, that Sheikh Vazera is only metame through touching. It's not metame if somebody else carries it. Carries it means it's in a bag or something, and he's not actually touching it directly, but he is moving it. So the person who experiences two ziva flows, his sheikh vazera will be metame even through carrying. That's the chiddush that we're going to say. The problem is we're going to struggle to find an author who holds this way. Man shamat lahad amar sheikh vazera dezav shel zav metame b'masa. But who is the author, the Tana that we find who holds that the sheikh vazera v'zav would be metame through carrying? If it's the following, Tana de Tanya, the Brisa teaches, So it certainly can't be Rebbe because he says the Sheikh Vazera of Azov is not Metame. It does not convey Tuma through just carrying. So he can't be the author of our Mishnah if that's the way we're interpreting it. And Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says it, it does convey Tuma through carrying. Again, the Sheikh Vazera of a two times of. But he gives a reason for that. Why? Because he says it's impossible that the Zav experiences a Sheikh Vazera flow without droplets of Ziva being mixed in. So he explains his Shita. It's not because touching the Sheikh Vazera alone of a Zav conveys Toma, carrying it, excuse me, but rather it's because when you carry the Sheikh Vazera of a Zav, Mistama mixed into it are droplets of Ziva, and carrying Ziva does convey Toma. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshua only stated his opinion that the Sheikh Vazera Vazav would convey Tuma through carrying because the Ziva is mixed into the Sheikh Vazera. But if it was in its pure state of Sheikh Vazera, he wouldn't agree that it would convey Tuma through carrying. So we're back to the drawing board. You can't tell me that the Tuma the Mishnah is talking about is what's conveyed through Maga because Sheikh Vazera in general is Metame through Maga. Nothing unique of a Zav. You can't tell me it's through Masa because we haven't found an author ultimately who holds that pure Sheikh Vazera of Azov is Metama Vimasa through carrying. So Elamar Vadabarahava, a third answer. Lomar, what is it telling us? She'ain Tolin. What do you mean She'ain Tolin? We do not assume otherwise. What does that mean? So the halacha is as follows. Ordinarily, <clears throat> the halacha would be if somebody experiences a carry emission, a Sheikh Vazera normal seminal emission, a normal seminal emission. Again, it's very important to note, there is a physical distinction between ziva and keri, or ziva and sheikh vazera. Hashem, we learn Mishnah Zavim, we'll go through that, but there is an observable difference, there's a distinction. So the halacha is, is if somebody experiences a keri emission, sheikh vazera, a normal seminal emission, normal seminal emission, and then within a certain time frame, 24 hours, let's say, he has a Ziva emission. Yeah. So then halacha is going to be, we assume actually the reason that that Ziva emission was caused was not because he's actually a Zav, but because the body became weakened through the seminal emission, through the Sheikh Vazera emission. And when the body was weakened, it caused him to have a Ziva flow as well. Really, that's called chole. That's it. That's like a, it's like an onus of sorts. It's like a sickness that was caused through or a weakness of the body, really. That was caused through so having no the shikva zera exist. Yeah, shikva zera emission causing the ziva. So in general, if he hadn't yet had two ziva emissions, we're going to be lenient, and we're going to say he's not going to be charged as a as a zav because the ziva was essentially caused by weakness of the body um, through 
the Shichva Zera mission that occurred within the last 24 hours. The Chiddush we're saying now that the Mishnah would hold is, if he experienced two Ziva emissions, then he experienced a Keri, a regular Shichva Zera emission, and then he experienced a third Ziva emission. So now we can't be Tola, we cannot depend that Ziva emission based on weakness of the body because he had been a Balkari in between. Rather, we're not going to depend this or assume that this is based on any onus, any outside factor. Just like we said in the Mishnah, that when you've already had two experienced Ziva emissions, we don't consider any onus, any outside factors in regards to the third one. So it's the same thing here. If he experienced the carry emission after the first two before the third, the third is going to be taken seriously, negate a seven-day count. It's treated with full-blown ziva status because you cannot depend the ziva on any outside onus. That's what Ravada Barahava is trying to say is the pshat in the Mishnah. Let's read that inside. Elam Ravada Barahava, Lomer She'ein Tolen, is to say... Once he experiences a Sheikh Vazera mission, we do not then tola, we do not assume the ziva that follows is a result of that. Rather, we're machmir, we say the ziva that follows is to be treated strictly and it's not based on the weakness of the body because of Sheikh Vazera. So Savarav Papa Kameda Rava Lamemar, Papa Rav Papa wanted to say in front of Rava, Right? He said it's a svara. Really, it's just a svara. It's because of the weakness that he experienced it. So what does that mean? It means, why in general do we say that that is true? It means in general we'll say if you only had one ziva emission before. So what we're going to say is that if he had a keri and then another ziva, the ziva occurred, the second ziva occurred because of weakness of the body as caused by the sheikh vazera. Well, how did ziva occur? What's that? Because of ziva. Because right. of Ziva. So but it was only but it was only one, that's the point. Meaning since it was only one, he's not a Zav yet. But once he becomes a full blown Zav, you don't consider any externalities. Therefore, even though he had carried before, the third time he experiences uh, uh, Ziva, excuse me, it's not dependent. We don't uh, release him based on externalities, i.e. the weakness of the body. And now he's a three-time Zav, a full blown Zav. In that way he loses Shiva Nikim if he counted, it'll bring Korbanas, etc. So the problem is, if you're saying it's based on a svara, Rava says, I have a Mishnah that contradicts the svara. Because Amr Rava, Rava said to Rav Papa, Vatanan, we have a Mishnah in Zavim that states as follows. Gershon is Gair. Now we're talking about a Ger who, let's say in the morning, he experienced a Keri emission, an ordinary seminal emission. And then he's Megayer. And then he experiences a Ziva emission. So now, Metame Miyad Beziva. Immediately, he conveys Toma through Ziva. Now, one second. If you're saying that weakness of the body causes the Ziva to occur, so who cares if when he experienced the carry he was a Goy, and when he experiences the Ziva, he's a Jew? Ultimately, we should say that the body's weakened because of the carry. The Ziva, therefore, is like a byproduct of it, but it's not necessarily indicative that he should be Tome. Elamite must be that there's a Gzeris HaKasav that tells us that when it comes to uh, the first time or the second time, meaning, excuse me, there's a Gzeris HaKasav that tells us that when a person experiences Keri and then Ziva, 
the carry that for in some way we look at the carry as negating the ziva that occurred afterwards. However, then there shouldn't be a distinction between the first time, the second time, or the third time, and you can't explain our Mishnah that way. And similarly, in terms of the ger who converted, there must be there's a gzeresakasiv that says, all right, if he experienced carry in the morning, we don't attach that to the ziva he's, he's, he's experiencing later. It's only what he experiences as a Jew, he experienced ziva as a Jew, so he's mitame. But the point is, we're back to the drawing board because we've shown it must be it's exerzakasiv of sorts, and therefore you haven't shown me yet what's unique about the sheikh vazera of azav unlike before he has two ziva emissions. So what the Gemara now does is we go back to the second teretz. The second teretz we said was that the uniqueness of the sheikh vazera of azav, of a two-time zav, is that it's also going to convey tuma through carrying. Right? Unlike normal sheikh vazera, it does not convey tuma through carrying. So if it was only a person who experienced one ziva emission, his sheikh vazera does not convey tuma through carrying. If it's a two times of emission, so therefore, since he's already experienced two times of ziva, he's already tamei, raglayim ladavar, so there his sheikh vazera will convey tuma even through carrying. The problem was we couldn't carrying find an, the, the actual sheikh vazera. Oh. Somebody carries his sheikh vazera, not touching it. Touching pashat, it would convey tuma. Carries in Carries in a keli, a bag, something of that nature. So the kasha was, we don't have an author who holds this way. Because we had only Rabbi Yeshua, but he said the only reason it's, it's mitama through carrying is because there's for sure going to be droplets of ziva there. But we said just carrying Sheikh Vazera will not be mitama through carrying. So the Gemara says, oh, sorry, let me, let me just, I, 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 I skipped a step here. So the Gemara says, Sorry, and this was really the kasha. There's no exertion greater than that, meaning when the guy undergoes gior, so we assume he undergoes great exertion, and certainly we should be able to say that the ziva he had should be contingent on the carry he had before he became a Jew. So therefore, what the Gemara says it must be is, this is just Xeris HaKasuf, when he became a Jew, he's only we only view what it is that he was had, he, had when he was a Jew, included in that Xeris HaKasuf. We don't look at the carry before as significant, but the bottom line is, is you can't say that third answer because you see clearly there's no distinction between the first, second, or third uh, experience of Ziva in regards to the Sheikh Lazar that follows. So Ella the Gemara says, in regards, in regards to what we just said, right? So Ella the Gemara says, Tanoihi. Really, even though it's true, Rabbi Yeshua seemed to say the reason that Sheikh Vazera of Azov conveys Tuma through carrying is only because there's Ziva mixed in. I'm going to show you there are two other authors, Tanoim, who clearly hold that there will be Tuma conveyed through carrying the Sheikh Vazera of Azov, even if there's not Ziva mixed in, because they just hold the Tuma, the, the, the tuma conveyed by Sheikh Vazera of a two times of is already more significant. And who are those two authors? Titania. Now, it's actually a side machlokis, but it shows us clearly they hold unlike Rabbi Yeshua. The Brisa teaches Sheikh Vazera Shalzav Metama Bemasa, call me The Sheikh Vazera of a Zav will convey tuma through carrying for 24 hours, meaning. If a Zav experiences two acts, two Maisim of Ziva, and then within a 24-hour period, he has a seminal emission, the seminal emission, the Sheikh Vazera, the carry that he experiences, will convey Tuma if it's within 24 hours of the, of Tuma's Masa. It'll convey Tuma of carrying if it's within 24 hours of the Ziva that he experienced. Wow. Even though in general, it only conveys Tuma through touching. If it's within the last Ziva, it conveys Tuma of 24 hours, within 24 hours of carrying. Rabbi says Yomo. No, it's only if the Sheikh Vazera was expelled within Yomo, within the day, let's say within the 12-hour frame 
of the ziva that it'll convey Tomas Masa as well. If it's beyond that, it only conveys the normal Tomah Maga, but not Tomas Masa. Where is it, Michael Mefliki? Well, what is the debate in these two Tanoim that we just quoted? But is Shmuel. They argue in a statement made by Shmuel. The Shmuel Rami. Rami Shmuel posed the following contradiction. Ksiv, the Pasuk says, and this is the Pasuk in Kisetze when it talks about somebody who has become Tameh by a nocturnal occurrence. Now, it's, it's, it's love, Dafka. It doesn't have to be that the emission was only at night. It's just normally when the time people would experience seminal emissions. So the Pasuk says, Ksiv, first one Pasuk says, Ki ish, when you have a person, Asher lo tahor. Now, he's not pure. Mikra loyla. Right, from an occurrence at night. Now, Asher the Gemara interprets to mean that he had ziva. He had a ziva flow. And then when it says mikre, and he had another keri, what does that mean? And he had Sheikh Vazera following. So why does it have to emphasize night if it's not dafka at night? So the way this Tana, the, the Brisa understands this first Pasuk is to say that in order to say that the Sheikh Vazera that follows the ziva is treated harsh, and it, even carrying will be metame, it has to be lila. It has to be that it was all experienced in the same time frame, meaning all at the same day before it got to be night. But if it was experienced at a different time frame, within 24 hours, but not within the same time, the same ace, the same 12 hours, it would already not be treated like ziva, meaning in carrying would be, not be tame. But the other Pasuk says in the same context, Lifnos Erev Yerchatz Bamayim. It says, Lifnos Erev, towards the evening he shall uh, cleanse himself in water. Now the way the Gemara expounds this is, Lifnos Nosham Pana. Pana means already, you know we say on uh, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, uh, Yom Kippur actually, Ki Pana Hayayim, right? The day is setting, the sun is setting. But what does it mean? It's Meaning, what's that? It's turning. It's, it's ending. So what does it mean, though? What it's saying is, Lifnos is saying ending. One time period is ending. But then it also says, Erev. It means Erev is the evening, too. So the way we interpret this Pasuk is, included from Erev ad Erev, anything included within a 24-hour period, you would chalk the Sheikh Vazera up to being connected to the Ziva, insofar as it would convey Tumat Rumasa as well. So, Manda Amar Me'es according to the Tanakama who says that, which is the time of the, the Bryce that we just quoted, who says that you have 24 hours that the Sheikh Vazera will be attributed to the Ziva and it will be Metameh through carrying two Dayak Milifnos Erev. He learns from the second Pasuk that implies even within a 24-hour time frame, the Sheikh Vazera will be Metameh if it's even 20, within 24 hours of when the Ziva occurred, it's still Metameh Masa. The Idach however, the second author of that second Brisa, Dayak Mikra Laila, he darshan Mikra Laila that it has to be within the same ace, that it has to be within the same time frame, the same day, in order for the Sheikh Vazera to be Metameh Bimasa with carrying. Asks the According to Rabbi Yossi, excuse me, according to the Tanakhama who learns from Milifnos Erev, that the Pasuk teaches us even within 24 hours, the Sheikh Bazar is Metama through Masa, Haksib Mikrolaila. So, what does he use the Pasuk of Mikrolaila to teach us? So, Tanakhama just responds, It's just telling us the normal way is that Kari is, is caused, it happens at night, but not necessarily to teach me the halacha of one ace of one 12 hour period, rather, it's just that it occurs at night. All right, moving on now to two final points here, actually, three final points. Much easier. We finish off the Masechta in a nice way. After time, I told and Tahara over here for days. I mean, the Gemara gives us a little bit of a break as we finish. So the Mishnah says like this. Last three points. Nazir Hayashmuel, Kedivri Rabbi Rai. Very interesting. We know, <coughs> historically, a great woman whose name was Chana. She is actually Masechah's Brachas, the Makar. We learned from her a lot of Hilchas Tefillah. Pashtas is because her Tefillah was so powerful. She taught us Hilchas Tefillah in many ways. Fifth parak of Brachas. 
And in her tefillah, one of the things she said was, If you do bless me with a son, I will not pass a moira over his head. Now what is moira? So Rabbi Norai learns moira is from the Lashon of a razor. What does it mean? Nazir Haya Shmuel Kedivra bin Norai is that she was saying, I will not cause a razor to pass over his head, i.e., my son Shmuel, who if you give me a boy, he'll be a razor. Shmuel Anavi, we're talking about here. Shmuel Anavi, remember, Shmuel was the one who anointed Shaul, he's the one who anointed David Amelech, right? That was the Navi during that time period, Shmuel Aleph, one of the great Navian to ever live. What's that? He killed Aig. Shmuel killed Aig. No, he oh. killed um, the king of, uh, you're talking about uh, Agag. 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 Agag, Agag, yeah. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu killed Agag, yeah, I think, right? Nazir ha'yeh Shmuel k'tiv Rabbeinu Rai. Shmuel was a Nazir, because it says, Ta'avr li'avr li'av al-Roshay, Shanemar. And it says in Shmuel Aleph, Umar li'avr al-Roshay, Ya'al al-Roshay. A uh, razor will not pass over his head. And Rabbeinu Rai interprets this to mean a razor. Moireh is a razor. Fine, Moireh is a razor. Ne'emar b'shimshon, because it says by Shimshon Agibor in Shoftim, right, when it talks about in Shoftim, sh- uh, how the Malach tells Shimshon's mother that you're going to have a boy, and it says the same word, Moira will not pass over his head. Umoira, b'ne'emar b'shmuel, and it says by Shmuel, Umoira, ma Moira ha'amura b'shimshon, just as the Moira referred to by Shimshon is Nazir, he was a Nazir, ha'amura ha'amura b'shmuel, Nazir. So too, when it says that Chana Davins, I will not cause a Moira to pass over his head, it means he will be a Nazir. Now what's the Nafkamina? If somebody says, I want to be like Shmuel, he means to accept the Naziris. That's what Rabbi Nehorai would hold. Amar Rabbi Yaisi. He wants to be a Navi. He wants to be a Navi. <laughs> yeah, I guess he says it was some sort of an indication. You're right. Amar Rabbi Yaisi argues, Moira is a Lushan of fear. What does it mean? She wasn't davening that I'll have a boy and I'll make him a Nazir. She was saying, I'll have a boy who will fear only Hashem and not fear people. Moira. And you have to change it a little bit because the Pasuk is with a hey, Moira. Moira with a hey isn't fear, but hey and Aleph in Hebrew are interchangeable to a certain degree. So therefore, the Gemara says is, it means she was davening, he should be a boy who doesn't have a, a, a man, he doesn't have fear of, of flesh and blood. Amr there been alright, Ben Oray responded to that. If I like Farnemra, but we know he did have fear of flesh and blood, so that can't be the Pshat, because when the Psukim say that Hashem commands, Shmuel Aleph, Hashem commands Shmuel to go appoint David as the Melech. And now who's the sitting Melech at the time? Shaul. So, what? Shaul, so, so Shmuel says to Hashem, how can I do that? If I go appoint David, Shaul is going to come and kill me. Pasuk says, how can I go? Appoint David, Vishama Shaul Varagani. Shaul is going to hear and he'll kill me. Well, clearly he had fear of Basar Vidam. So Shakfar Hayala, Marashal Basar Vidam. Clearly he had fear of Basar Vidam. So therefore, when it says, Mar Layal al Raishai, Rabbi Norai says it's not referring to not fear of Basar Vidam. It means he was a, a, a Nazir from the beginning. So they didn't from the word Maram Met. It's the yes. Could yes. be a double meaning. Could be double meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the Gemara quotes a sugya here, which seems completely unrelated, but the reason it's related is because it's the same Tanoim we just quoted. If you see the Kosh Shel Bracha, and somebody is going to do Birkas HaMazon with it, someone's going to make the Bracha, grab the cup and bench. So what does it mean? It means, don't be one of the people who answer Amen to the Bracha. It's better to say, it's better to say the Bracha. Yeah. Better to be one of the Mivarech rather than the Oynim Amen. So that's true, better to be- Someone else, eh? What's that? Someone else 
No, better do it your own. That's what he's saying. Exactly. That's what he's saying. Okay, that's a different thing. And Rafuna also said to Rabba's son, grab the kosh bracha and bench. Meaning, it's better for you to be the mevarech, the one making the bracha, rather than the tzibur's answering amen. Lemeimer, the Gemara says this would imply the mevarech adif, that it's more superior to be the mevarech. It's more schar, it's more, it's more ideal. Vahatani, the problem is we have a bride that says the opposite. Rabbi Yaisi Yaimer, Godal Ha'ayne Amin, Rabbi Yaisi says, it's better to answer Amin Yaisi, I mean, I'm a varich. There's more schar in the ones who affirm the bracha, who validate the bracha by answering Amin. So which one is it? What's that? How does he Hold on, let's see, let's see. So uh, he doesn't bring a makar here, but the point is affirming it, it's more superior. Let's see in a second. But Amrali Rabbi Norai, Rabbi Norai explained, that's why we quoted it here, because Rabbi Norai is the time of the Mishnah. But it's completely an unrelated point. But Rabbi Norai says, Hashamayim kacho, I swear by Shvua, by heaven, that that's the truth. Amen is more superior, answering Amen, than the Mevarich. Why? Because Teda, you should know, Shaharei Gulyarim Misgarim Bemlachama. When you go to war, first you send the common soldiers, right? They, they create uh, the conflict they and hopefully the start, they take the, they take the they're hits. The, they're the father. The father, cannon father, 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 exactly, cannon father, right? They give him And then the mighty ones are, super, are, are successful. Meaning what happens? You send out the common soldiers, they weaken the enemy, they soften the enemy up, and then the mightier soldiers come and claim victory. So what's the point? What's the point, though? Is the Mevarech is like the first one. The ones who answer Amin is like the Noitzchim. So you see there's greater validity or greater significance to Oynim Amin. So I have a stira. Is the Mevarech greater or is the one who responds Amin greater? So the question is not a problem. Tanoi, it's machleik is tanoim. Titania, unbelievable, by the way. If you'd ask somebody this, the chayra, everybody would say the oinin amin is less significant. Uh, that's what I would think. But no, it's machleik is tanoim. It's machleik is tanoim. Titania, as the b'risa says, echad mevarech, whether it's someone who's making the brach of echad oinin amin, or if somebody says amin, b'mashma. Those would both be implied by the pasuk. What does the pasuk say? God elula Hashem iti. So let's translate the words. The way we understand it is, make Hashem great with me. I'm the Mavarich, and I'm saying to the Tzivor, make Hashem great. How do you make Hashem great with me? Is you're validating what I'm doing by saying Amen. But then what does it say afterwards? We will elevate His name together. Well, it's a Shutfus. So you see, both of them are significant, says the Brisa. Ella, but the Brisa concludes, the Mevarech, the one who makes the bracha, he's uh, quicker to get schar. So the point is, what do you see? That this Brisa says clearly, the Mevarech is more significant. The prior Brisa said, the Oynin Amin. So the Gemara says, Machlek is Tanoim, not a problem. Fine. Last point of the, of the Gemara, I guess we'll finish now. We'll wait till the CM, right? Finish now, let's finish now. What's that? Yeah, yeah. So the Gemara finishes off, and this is a famous Gemara we say in the Tefillah. And also, this appears in four, the end of four Mesechtas and Shas. Yeah. Four Mesechtas and Shas. Famous, famous. Am Rabbi Lazar, Am Rabbi Chanina. Rabbi Lazar says, Neem Chanina, Talmidi Chacham, Marvim Shalom, Ba'olam. Torah scholars increase peace in the world. Shanem, as the Pasuk in Yeshaya tells us, V'chol Banayich Lemude Hashem. All of your sons are students of Hashem. V'rav Shalom Banayich. And there will be much peace, abundant peace for your children. So Al Tikri, this is the Bach adds and that's what it's supposed to be. Banayich, don't read it as if it's your children. Ela Boynoich. What's Boynoich? Your builders. Who's that referred to? Talmidi Chachamim. 
is that the Talmidei Chacham are Marbim Shalom. That's the point, the Rav Shalom. That the Torah scholars who build the world through their Torah the Torah study, they're the ones also, Varav Shalom, they create abundant peace in the world. That's what it means, they're Marbim Shalom Ba'olam. Adron Lach HaKusim Eilam Naziros, Adron Lach HaKusim Eilam Naziros, Adron Lach HaKusim Eilam Naziros, Vigla Maseches Nazir. Just to point out something very interesting is that Banayich is Rashi Tevis for the four Masechtas that, I think the Orach HaShulchan points out, someone points this out, I don't remember who, but it's a Rashi Tevis for the four Masechtas that end with this Memra. Brachas. Banayich, Nazir, Yevamas, and Krisus. Rashi Tevis, you can remember them. Chol Banayich, the Ezra Shem will pick up tomorrow, will pick up tomorrow with Mesech Saita, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, and the Ezra Shem will make a Siyam, and we'll figure out how to make a Siyam. Also, there's Pasuk, Kishem Hashem, 